everybody. Welcome back to Coffee Connections, Insights with Innovators. My name is Seth Weiner, and I am your auctioneer. It's a pleasure to see you all. Well, I can't really see you, but it's a pleasure to be seen by you. Um, this has been a fun week. Of course, we've got the uh, sneaking Sally through Atlanta's alley, uh, but it's not so bad here, although some have stories of trees and debris, but we're not going to go there. We're going to get our coffee out and have a little coffee chat huh uh thanks again for everyone that's been following us and subscribing to our youtube channel thank you very much for doing that and if you haven't done so please do so now right there or is it there is it there eh, somewhere around there please subscribe we've got uh a lot of guests coming up because remember all of our guests get to choose our next guests so this thing is rolling uh the uh weather is changing and it feels great to walk outside and have a little cool weather i know my son who is doing outdoor schooling at waldorf is really appreciating the cool weather as well all right well let's jump into it what do you say ladies and gentlemen today our guests are with illuminate atlanta illuminate atlanta we have sarah keith the founder and president sarah's the director and owner of the Atlanta School of Photography. She has a deep passion for education and photography and hopes to share with all of the Metro Atlanta. Her personal mission is to get a camera in every Georgian's hand. Now, that's not just a person named Georgia, of course, right? Uh, Sarah graduated from SCAD uh, and is uh, with a minor in film and television and is super excited to be here and share with you all. Uh, and then, of course, we've got Kahaya Polidor, who's the programming coordinator. Her talents are in photography, social media, and smiling. Uh, of course, she has her outreach flourishing in the uh, nonprofit environment as uh, at Illuminate. Uh, Kahaya is on the staff of the Atlanta School of Photography, is also a SCAD graduate, and has worked for other nonprofit photography organizations in the past, such as Houston Center for Photography. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the broadcast, Illuminate Atlanta. Hi, hello. Thanks so much hey. for having us. We're so excited to be here. Yeah, well, it's uh, exciting to have you both here as well. Um, it's coffee talk, so let's talk coffee. It does end. Do either of you? Oh, you have a mug. I do. You know, I was going to ask that. I guess. Tell me any story behind that mug. Um, none other than uh, I just really needed a mug to be able to contain the immense amount of coffee that I drink during the day. The guy I think can attest to. Uh, just one where it was like, this is Sarah's. This is her happy place, and this is what she needs to function throughout the day. Yeah. <laughs> Nakaya, do you have a mug? I don't have it with me, but I can describe it. It's a Starbucks. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, please describe. With holiday lights and cacti all over it. Um, and I use it every single day, even when Christmas is not in season. It's my favorite. <laughs> all right. Well, now, Sarah, I'm guessing, though, that's not your only mug in your office. You must have another mug. I do. I do have another mug. My... Uh, Dunder Mifflin, ah, world's hey. best boss mug, uh, which I thought earlier that I lost. I was looking for it and then remembered that I no longer use it for coffee. I use it to hold my paintbrushes. So there's that. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Let's talk coffee. Uh, are we, let's see. Do you like your coffee hot or iced? Hot. You like both? You like it hot? Okay. Uh, dark, medium, or mild? What's, uh, what's our blend of preference? I'm a medium roast gal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sarah? Dark or hazelnut. If you get <laughs> hazelnut coffee in my cup, uh, it's basically candy. All right. Now let's get a little more serious here. 
drip or French press? Well, um, I'm going to have to say drip. For drip, me. okay. Yeah. <laughs> drip as well, simply because of the laziness factor. <laughs> Very much so. I am amazed. No one has said French press yet. I'm going to have to introduce you all to, all right, on our next episode, if you tune in, I will bring my show, I will show you my French press and how easy it is to use. And I, I'm not going to sell it for the company, but, um, all right, well, thank you all so much for giving us your time today. Uh, I could tell, listen, folks, they're busy that uh, when we did our pre-call, their phone was ringing off the hook. She had to, Sarah had to move the phone out of her office because it wouldn't stop ringing. So that's a good sign. Uh, but why is the phone ringing? Sarah... Kahaya, will you both please share with everyone about Illuminate Atlanta, what your mission is, what you're doing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so we had initially started our programming when, um, let's see, gosh, it was all the way back in 2017. It was Allison and I, and we were on a road trip, and we were talking about all these things that we wanted to, oh, Allison is our other co-founder. She couldn't be here today. I'm so sorry, but um, we were on a road trip together, and we were just constantly thinking of this idea of we really want to start a nonprofit organization around photography education like that's so incredibly needed in our community right now so we have been mulling over it for a couple years and it just so happened to be eventually that I came to acquire the Atlanta School of Photography, which used to be the Showcase School. Um, Showcase had to unfortunately close back in early 2017, but I said, I can keep the school part going. I can't do that retail end. I know nothing about that, but it was like, I can keep the education part going. So once we had like an actual physical space that we could have, um, that was incredibly exciting. And then um, got introduced to Kaya, who came onto our staff at the school and was super excited about that. So it was kind of like the three of us having these ideas of, I think that this is everything that we really want to do. And we finally have an outlet to be able to do it. And what we were finding over and over again was a lot of the places that we were just doing little volunteer work with uh, the Atlanta School of Photography, we were already doing programming with the Boys and Girls Clubs and things like that. Um, they were consistently saying that we really, what we really, really need are is equipment, like cameras are expensive. Cameras are really, really, really expensive. And so they were like, we don't have the funding for equipment. And then even if we did, we don't have anyone to teach it. So we don't even have the instructors to be able to actually teach photography. So it's like we're lacking those two things and that's what we really need. So once we started doing things like camera drives and inviting our students from ASOP into uh, donating cameras to be able to use for the programming, uh, we started to get questions from different organizations and bigger corporations saying, hey, can we donate to you? Like, and then can I get a tax write-off? And we had to go, no, I'm sorry, we're not a, a nonprofit. And then we kind of looked at each other and went, why aren't we a nonprofit? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> so, and then that's how Illuminate Atlanta was, was formed. It was just from a need that we saw in the community and um, got started. So then from there, um, Kai, if you want to talk about our mission statement, um, I know that you had a big hand in helping to form it and everything. So yeah. Yeah, so forgive me because I do not remember things, so short-term memory loss. But basically, um, we we started off doing all of this and we were just like, you know what, we can do this as a nonprofit. So we became a 501c3 nonprofit. Um, and Allison came up with the name Illuminate Atlanta. And once she came up with it, it we were just like, yes, that is that is what we're doing. It's perfect. So I'm gonna read our statement because 
Lord forgive me, <laughs> okay? So our mission is to increase accessibility to photographic education and the arts by providing photography, education, and opportunities to underserved communities in the metro Atlanta area. So of course, we believe that artistic education and engagement is vital to all communities, um, which is why, of course, we're including Metro Atlanta because we want to reach everybody. Um, and so we do programming, we do culminating exhibitions, um, we do a lot of outreach, and we're just trying to get to all the underserved communities that we can um, throughout the Metro Atlanta area um, and virtually now. So. That's our mission, and we're really excited to continue it, um, to keep going, and to push it as far as it can go. Awesome. Well, that that's that's amazing. And um, well, obviously, before COVID, how how large of an impact? Uh, how many how many folks were you were you working with? Oh man, I mean, like <laughs> like it's not five people; it's like hundreds or. I think probably at one time we were uh, probably reaching about like 40 students at a time, somewhere around there, working with probably, um, we'd work with like two or three different partners at a time because we're a pretty small team. We're like, mm -hmm. we're hoping to expand that. That's like our next thing post-COVID we're hoping to do um, is to engage and bring up our team a little bit more and, and include more folks and volunteers. But um usually yeah i'd say like two or three programs at a time with two or three different partners and each of those has what about anywhere between like six to 15 yeah. students we have 30 in one program and then we had the one day programs that they weren't for a continuous amount of weeks but we maybe had 20 kids that day mm -hmm. um, so we we had a really good reach before COVID. i think we still definitely have it it's just had to all go virtually so right right well, I mean, I would imagine though, on the turnaround, like virtually, it's probably a little more. Is it more hands-on? Like you're able to do a Zoom and bring up the the students' photos and and like work with them a little bit more than than maybe on in an individual basis. It will definitely be that way now. Um, the only thing that we were kind of waiting on were our partners that we worked with. Um, when they started putting their programming on hold, it put ours on hold. So right. when we first integrated into it, but now definitely screen sharing with Zoom and Microsoft Teams like has really made it more individualized. Uh, and I think that is actually going to help us expand even more. I think so too. So talk about your partners though. So um, I mean, I'm just thinking like Boys and Girls Club or what, 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 what are some of the partners you have? Oh my goodness. So we did, we did a few clubs with Boys and Girls Club. Um, we've done Cool Girls. We've done um, the East Point Police Department Summer Camp. We did that our, I think our first year before we were officially a nonprofit. Um, we've done Threshold Community Program, Hillside Atlanta, um, House of Artists Foundation, um, Minds in Motion Summer Camp. Oh my goodness, I feel like there's more, but we've had really great partners um, where we work with their teams and we customize for what their participants want to learn, um, the goals that they're trying to achieve for those programs, and we just get as customized as we can with them. But they're all really great. They all serve different communities, which helps us just get out there and connect with people. So I love our partners. Yeah, they're all just absolutely amazing, brilliant people. And it was generally from like starting with the Boys and Girls Club and then kind of expanding out from there where 
especially once we started uh, the official nonprofit and we got our board together, our board is mainly comprised of folks that are already engaged in the photography community in Atlanta. Um, and they knew people that were working and said, hey, I think this would be a really great fit for so-and-so. And then other ones, I think, um, especially with like cool girls, like we were reaching out with them and saying like, how can we be a part of what you're doing? So it was this really cool kind of back and forth of us reaching out to places and then people reaching out to us and just finding this common need for photography education in the programming that they were already doing and conducting. Mm-hmm. And what, what are some of the programs that you, Oh, go ahead. Okay. I left out Hershey Academy too. And Hersh, ah. Yeah. We love her. Um, well, they, they give the best kisses, right? The Hershey kisses, right? Isn't that a, yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, it's not always going to be funny, but I will try. Um, <laughs> so, with photography, most all is digital now, but do you still work with the, uh, um, well, not green rooms, that's the black, what is it, black rooms, red rooms, what is it called? Dark rooms. Dark rooms. Oh, well, sorry. <laughs> See, it's been that long. <laughs> I know, right? It's like, wait, what was that random thing back in the yeah. day? Yeah. But, but there was such a, the, one, <clears throat> a couple skills. One skill was patience. It taught it taught you patience. Absolutely. Which I think probably kids could really use right now, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of instant, 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 the process of waiting and watching the image all the way, you know, come through and there's so much, right? So I'm, I'm curious, like, is that is that something that, that you all work with or is it all digital? Yeah, so it's like, a, I guess a little bit of a mix of both. Um, we uh, mainly do digital um, simply because it's the most accessible that we have right now. And a lot of the kids are even using their phones. Um, we realized were because uh, that was like the first camera that they were ever introduced to. So yeah, it, and this was like just a world that they already knew and understood. So when we started the programming, we didn't want to fight with them to teach them something that they were already like not familiar or uncomfortable with. Um, And we wanted to come at it from a place of understanding. I think we tried that at first. We tried to teach it the same way that we teach the adults at Atlanta school photography. And we were like, no, no way. Nightmare, nightmare scenario. Like I know Kahaya can remember like back in the day we were, we got back together and was just like, how do we fix this? How do we change this? So, yeah. (laughs) That's when we had to get um, personalized. That's definitely when that started um, because we're like, oh yeah, they're not adults. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just want to take pictures. They yeah. just want to take them. And then they just want to keep taking it. So it wasn't this process of here's a shutter speed. Here's an aperture. Here's an ISO and going down the line of it this way. Let me fully comprehend this machine I am using. They were just like, no, where's the button? How can I start taking pictures? And it was like, oh, okay, let's do that. So, <laughs> but eventually the other thing that we started realizing was um, with a lot of the kids that we're working with, they're born po- like after the year 2000, which is like insane to think about. Um, and they had never seen their pictures like physical, like in a print form, which was nuts. Like, cause we were so used to that growing up where it's like, you go to CVS and you get the prints and all that kind of stuff, but they had never seen that before in their lives. So we got like um, a portable printer, a little Canon portable printer that we could bring along with us. It runs on batteries. Um, and then we started doing things like cyanotypes, which are basically like sun prints. You put a chemical over it and you create a sun print and you put stuff on top of it. But it was especially really impactful for our students at like Threshold and Hirsch who are on the spectrum who relay a lot 
better to things that are tangible, um, that was a game changer for them. But for any kid to see their picture as like a physical manifestation was really cool. So I think there's like a balance between the two a little bit. And even us, we're still trying to figure that out three years into it. Well, now talk more about about working with uh, folks on the spectrum and whatnot. It seems like that's a big part of what you're doing. Yeah. They're awesome. (laughs) They definitely are. And I remember this quote um, that I was told. It was, every kid that you meet on the spectrum is not the same kid. And that is a very, very true statement because they they respond to many different um, factors. You know, some of them, they love taking the pictures. Some just love seeing the friends, you know. And it's, it's, it's such a beautiful thing to work with anyone who's on the spectrum, because I have a little brother who's on the spectrum, and to see how they their mind can create things, to see how they can express themselves through a tool that you know we pick up every day and we use, and we're not necessarily thinking about it too much. I think that's been one of the beauties of doing Illuminate Atlanta and doing this outreach through um, organizations that have youth and young adults on the spectrum, is just being able to explore and get creative, and like the true form of expression. It's been beautiful. And with right. our program with uh, Threshold Community, uh, we've been also engaging in um, like early career adaptation, like teaching and students' careers. We've been doing that with them in the Boys and Girls Club. But specifically with Threshold, we were able to go in and do training with Photoshop because a lot of the students were like, maybe I don't want to take pictures, but I want to just like create stuff in Photoshop. So I went in to go teach the Photoshop class and I had this whole curriculum like already built out that I had usually taught in the same way that I teach it here at the school. And we blasted through the material. Like, I don't, I don't, I think that people don't often remember like how incredibly brilliant like students on the spectrum are to where they were just like yeah no I got it cool what's next like they keep wanting to know what's the next thing what's the next thing and then eventually they go okay yeah so how do I photoshop my friend riding a giant bee flying away and I was just like yeah let's do that that's fun that's great I have no idea why you want to do that but it's awesome and let's yeah let's figure it out so (laughs) That's great. I can I can also imagine that like uh, some of them are like now all their friends like the popular kids are going to them being like, hey, can you like fix my Instagram account and make <laughs> make my make my stuff look good? Uh, what are some of the upcoming programs you've got going on? Uh, I mean, you know, now that uh, you, you mentioned a little bit about it, but um, is there any any programs you want to maybe share? Yeah, so uh, one is our newest initiative. It's Cameras for Careers. So a little bit of what we're getting into uh, with our other programming is we kind of were realizing like uh, some of these students that are going into learning photography in their junior, senior years of high school and wanting to get AP credit um, don't have the proper cameras to be able to to do that. Um, Also, a lot of students that are going into college for photography maybe have like an old Canon Rebel or something from forever ago and it's not going to live up to the type of pictures that they're really going to want and need to take to start to build their careers going into college or even just graduating high school and wanting to start their careers. So um, we want to be able to help to facilitate that and give them uh, a semi-professional or even a professional camera that they can work with. So we're starting to take in donations, we're starting to take in funding that would be specifically dedicated to helping get cameras in the hands of young emerging photographers um, so they can really start to build their career in higher learning education. Hmm, that's that's <laughs> awesome. And again, you can go to 
atl.com and you can make as many donations as you like there. Uh, do, you, do you take physical donations in, in addition to um, financial? Oh yeah, absolutely. So we're taking um, uh, on a page on there under, if you go to the donation link and you go to cameras for careers, there is a uh, entire list of cameras that we're currently accepting and lenses mm -hmm. that we're accepting um, for specifically this program. So of course, if you want to donate something else, let us know. We're more than happy to check it out and take it, but we're really looking for those higher end cameras uh, to be able to help those students start their, their careers. Oh, that's awesome. Now, let me ask you all, when it comes to fundraising, have things changed for you? It's been kind of up in the air. I think, Ahaya, you can speak to that. Yeah, go for it. Yes, um, definitely so, because, of course, you know, we've had camera drives, and we have our Patreon, and we have, um, you know, of course, our Amazon Smile and Charity List. But with the pandemic and having to fundraise through this type of global um, pandemic, <laughs> sorry, it's, we've had to maneuver a lot of different ways to figure out what it's going to be best to get the funds that we need to keep on having our reach out there and being able to be successful in it. So of course, we have our cameras um, for careers, which is a wonderful initiative that's going to help us start to just get some of those things. And we even take, you know, monetary donations for that if you know, if you aren't, if you, let's say you don't have the correct camera or the right camera that's on the list and you have a rebel and you're like, you know, I don't want to give that. I'll just give you money. It's like, thank you so much. We would gladly take that mm -hmm. because it's going to be put to great use. Um, we've been trying to figure out, of course, how do we fundraise to get cameras for our organizations that we work with so that we can leave them there. So right. our, our work in the beginning was collecting cameras and then of course, we're taking the same cameras to all the programs. And sometimes we're having overlapping programs and we're calling each other like, I need a bag of cameras. Okay, we need to be able to grab them. Are they charged? It's, it was always like, oh my God, it's a <laughs> crazy. So right. the biggest thing we definitely are looking to expand upon so that we can leave those cameras there and that those organizations can then have access to those things even when we're not around. So <clears throat> they can keep on furthering our mission and theirs um, to just keep on eliminating Atlanta. And oh, then once we, yeah, once we implement that, we're able to take on um, essentially uh, becoming teaching artists in a sense. Um, some other organizations that we've done uh, that with is like where we're going in and we're teaching the teachers how to do this type of programming. So even though we're not able to be there, um, of course we love being there and we love doing that, but it's like in the times that we aren't able to, here's mm -hmm. like lesson plans that you can do and you can teach with your students when we're not around and we're not available. So, so far we've had some really, really amazing support from um, KEH. They're a local company here in Atlanta um, and they donated a whole slew like a whole pack of canon rebel dslr cameras that we've been Whoa. able to use and that has been awesome and that has made our programming so much easier so rather than having all these mismatched cameras that we had before it's just like everyone press this button and it's way simpler yeah. <laughs> um shoot proof has been out? amazing and they've been incredibly supportive of mm -hmm. us as well um so we've got some really great corporate partners that are also helping to feed the mission on that end yeah that's wonderful. I wonder if like Canon like has like a the Rebel uh, you know refurbished club or something where they can send you like the return products that are totally good. That would be awesome. Hey well, Canon, you know, they're if big you're listeners watching. to the show, so maybe maybe you know. Just Canon, uh, 
Cannon, we're looking at you. We're looking at uh, you. So where does where where does most of your funding come from then? A, a corporate sponsorship like that or from individual donors? Mm -hmm. Mostly is corporate sponsorship. So oh, great. yeah, so these organizations that also have a really big passion for photography are luckily like seeing what we're doing and are really also very passionate and want to be able to fund it and um, be a part of that opportunity. Um, we do have individual donations and those are really, really fantastic to help us with like smaller, um, like more um, costs that kind of come up at random moments mm -hmm. because we'll have these maybe like larger chunks of money from corporate donations that we can plan out and say, okay, here's how we're going to spend it. But if something comes up and we say, oh, shoot, these three disposable cameras just broke. How do we replace these all of a sudden? It's like, oh, we got to have to have money allocated for that as well. So these smaller donations help us just to be able to run the programs that we're doing much more efficiently. No, that's great. Have you done, um, have you done much uh, with, with your individual donors, any sorts of like galas or, you know, uh, any sort of activations like that? Oh, we did have a, um, maybe not necessarily with like our individual donors, but we did have a show of, was it, was it Hirsch or was it Threshold, Kaya? Do you remember? Threshold. It was Threshold. Yeah. We had a show here with their students um, of the work that they created. So we kind of did that as a little bit of a fundraising initiative, but also just a chance for the students to be able to like see their work up in almost like a gallery environment, no, which awesome. is really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I'm going to drop this photo. Did we talk about this yet? I don't remember if we talked about that. Oh, I don't think so. Kaya, go for it. Yeah. So we did a virtual um, workshop with House of Artists Foundation. They have a summer camp called Camp Artism. And so they have um, youth who are on the spectrum who are um, trying to learn different career paths. So the camp was great. We did a two-day virtual. So the first day I taught um, photography like 101 and we really customized it to all of the key points that they wanted to learn. So Allison and I did that together. Um, and then the second day I taught, I think it's called Lightroom, Lightroom CC, and I think a little bit of Photoshop for them, but they're all about career development and finding different paths throughout um, Metro Atlanta that their students can take. So it was just an awesome, awesome time being there. And I wish they could have been in person, but it worked out very well virtually. Um, they all had their cameras and we had to actually bring cameras to them and they're located in Austell. So I drove all our cameras up there, dropped them off with the mask on. I said, all right, this is all that you have. Everything's in the bag. Went back the next day. I'm like, okay, I'm teaching. They all have the cameras. Everything's working. Then next week went back to pick the cameras up and it was, it was great. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. I love, I love the fact that you're doing that. And, um, so it's just so great for the community. So, um, is there anything else you all want to share before we uh, close things up here? Not that I can think of. I think it's just um, the majority of the work that we're doing. Um, well, we miss our kids uh, probably more than that than anything. Oh, my God. Um, we miss you all dearly. Hope to see you guys really, really, really soon, virtually or in person. Um, and um, we're just really excited about everything that we're going to start to be able to build as we go forward. Uh, like things like, yeah, Kahai and Allison were doing with uh, Camp Artism was just huge to where things that we never thought that we would ever 
do, like if you'd come out just last year and said, do you want to want to do virtual learning? We would have been like, oh my gosh, we have no idea what that looks like. We have no idea how that's even supposed to work. But I mean, it, just being able to figure it out and have the essentially just like, okay, we really just want to do this work and we want to continue this work. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's awesome. I was going to say, um, it's been very yeah. important for us to keep on pushing um, as much as we can to make everything accessible. Like, it's going to be beautiful at the end. Like, even Allison this past week started teaching a virtual um, class with thresholds, and they did party, party kits where they made all these kits for their students with everything they need, and then mm-hmm. the box, and then they just keep them online and they have everything they need in the box. So, it's just, I just can't, I can't wait to keep going, but I really, really do miss our kids. Like, yeah. Yeah. Now we're in the fall and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to see my kids. And you all mentioned Threshold a couple times. Uh, Threshold's the one that actually recommended you all for the show. So uh, thank them for that. And uh, I'm glad to hear uh, that they're doing well. I was curious how the schooling is going now that they've or, you know, into the fall semester. So we'll have to check back in with them. Um, We close every episode by asking our guests to pick our next guest. And I'm curious, do you all have a guest that you'd like to recommend for Coffee Connections? Cool Girls. Cool Girls, Inc. They have been some of, like, the like the coolest as they are. Um, Organization, one of the organizations that we've worked with um, for the last couple of years now absolutely love them. They're doing amazing work here in Atlanta. And Kaya, you've built curriculums for them. So if you want to talk about who they are and the type of work that they do. Oh, yes. So they um, young girls in the metro Atlanta area. And it first started off kind of like um, from like East Decatur is where they first started. And I hope I'm saying that correctly because I don't remember fully. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But they're amazing. They do so much for their girls. They have after-school programs. They have um, shopping days. They do so many things. Fitness. They're doing virtual fitness classes for them on Instagram Live while they're going through the pandemic. And so they have adapted, and they have really always pushed their mission to reach as many girls as possible. Um, And before the pandemic, they were located um, in the Boys and Girls, no, Big Brothers, Big Sisters um, building off of, like, 14th Street and Midtown, and every Saturday they bus their kids there and do programs and curriculums and college prep. Um, so we love cool girls, and we worked with we worked with their middle school girls. We've worked with their their conferences that they've had, and we were supposed to do their conference this year, but it sadly got canceled due to COVID. And we worked with the elementary kids as well. So we've been to a few mm-hmm. schools, we've been to their location, and they're just amazing. Now, this is the organization, if I heard correctly, <clears throat> that doesn't just do like makeup with the girls, but like encourages the girls to do things like, I don't know, build a rocket. Yes, they, oh my gosh. So they had a beautiful mini conference about two years ago. Allison and I went um, and we did cyanotypes with them. So we taught them scientifically, you know, what cyanotypes were used for. We all went outside. The girls picked up flowers, leaves, all this good stuff. And we made cyanotypes. They processed them. They had a great time. But they also learned how to code that day. Um, So they just learned so many different things um, in the tech field, in the arts, politics. They do a lot, but they also do have fun. They do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it sounds yeah. empowering. It sounds like a very empowering organization. I look forward to talking. So uh, Sarah, true. if you don't mind doing a connection after uh, this over an email, that'd be great. Uh, ladies, thank you so much for your time. Uh, yeah. Folks, please go to Illuminate Atlanta ATL. That's IlluminateATL.com right there on the bottom of the screen uh, and check them out. Uh, coming up uh, 
next week, I'm very excited to share with you all the, um, excuse me, Tuesday, September 22nd, Atlanta Community Food Bank. There's president and CEO Kyle is going to be joining us uh, and talking. I mean, there's, I mean, obviously with the pandemic, there's just a, so much to talk about in regards to um, food and, and how you can help our community. And well, gosh, they're doing such amazing work. So keeping it in the fam there, ATL, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, ladies, once again, thank you. Have a great rest of your week. Stay dry and enjoy the cool weather. Thank you. We so appreciate it.